Welcome to Life Talks with Stephen and Pam. All right, today, Pam, let's talk about the design of a miracle. Ooh, this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be a good life talk today, That's right? That's right. I don't know. I just feel like lately God's really been speaking to my heart about the process of a miracle. There's a lot of times in life people are believing God for something that's it's extraordinary. It's something that's big. It might be a dream. It might be something that to them seems naturally impossible. Believing God for a life-changing crossroad where God interrupts their crisis and blesses them. It's wonderful to know that at the cross, at the cross, we always have access to a life-changing crossroads. Amen. Something miraculous, something supernatural, something of God in their life. I like what God said to Mary, you know, or what God spoke through Mary when she had her big song of revelation that she was pregnant with the Lord Jesus and said, with God, all things are possible. And with God, nothing is impossible. And I love her humility and her leap of strong faith when she said, first she goes, wow, how could this be? But then she said, well... As you say, let it be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, when we're talking about the forming of a miracle, the design of a miracle, my mind goes to Ezekiel 37, that famous scripture story where God gives Ezekiel, the prophet, a mandate to go out in the valley and speak to a bunch of dry, dead bones, right? We've heard this story before, but if you're not familiar with it, let me just read a little bit of it for you. Ezekiel 37, and we'll pick it up. God's already led Ezekiel into this valley, led by the Holy Spirit, and he's speaking to a bunch of dry, dead bones. And God told him, standing in the middle of all these dead people, I want you to... Well, first he asked, he says, Son of man, can these bones live? Well, when God asks you a rhetorical question like that, you should answer, God, you know. Well, that's exactly what Ezekiel says. He says, oh, Lord God, you know. And then he picks up in verse 4 and he says, again, God says to him, well, prophesy to these bones and say to these dry, dead bones, hear the word of the Lord. And thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath and spirit to enter you and you're going to live. And then verse 6, he says, I'm going to lay sinews upon you. I love how articulate God is speaking through the prophet to these bones. He's saying, here's what's about to happen. I'm going to lay sinews upon you, and I'm going to bring flesh upon you. I'm going to cover you with skin, and then I'm going to put breath and spirit in you. You notice how God's basically saying, I'm going to make the container, then I'm going to fill it. Right. Right? (laughs) And he goes on and he says, you dry dead bones, you're going to live. You're going to know. You're going to understand. You're going to realize. It's like he's even speaking to the intellect that's going to be inside these dry dead bones that's going to come up and be life. And he says, I am the Lord, the sovereign ruler who calls forth loyalty and obedient service. So now the prophet says in verse 7, so I did what God told me to do. I prophesied as I was commanded. And I prophesied. And when I did, there was a thundering noise. And behold, a shaking and a trembling and a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Isn't it interesting? The miracle started with this. And here's what I want you and me to see. Here's what I want us to really picture. When he's first looking out in the valley... And he's looking on all these dry dead bones. They're just like a skull here, a femur here, you know, a wrist bone here, like just random bones. And it's almost like a testament to the what's gone on before him. It's the past. It's gone. There's no emotional attachment. It's just mm-hmm. dry dead bones. But now, as he's prophesying, 
bones are coming together and they're forming skeletons. So things are going past just dry, dead bones. Now there's a form coming up. There's like the schematics coming together for humanity. Bones are being put together and there's no muscle, there's no sinew, there's no skin, but the bones are coming together and you're seeing skeletons being formed. So this thing is going from looking like we're in the middle of an archaeological dig to now suddenly... Whenever you say that, it reminds me of Raiders of the Lost Ark or Tomb Raiders or something where they're out there and the music is playing. And my goodness, this is more dramatic than any movie, though, that I've ever seen, right? Exactly. This (laughs) This is truly a spiritual adventure. So now suddenly, hmm... We got skeletons here. You know, we can even see the size of potentially what those people were. So he prophesies, he hears the thundering noise, and behold, shaking and trembling, rattling, and the bones come together bone to bone. But then it goes on and he says, And I looked, and behold, there were sinews now coming upon the bones, and then flesh upon them, and then skin covered them over, but there was no breath or spirit in them. Here's where I want to stop. Think about this, Pam. It goes from being relatively not that offensive, just a bunch of bones in a desert. Eh, big deal. It almost didn't seem like they were people. That was yesterday. You can be pretty emotionally Mm -hmm. unattached to just random bones. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, the bones start coming together. Now you start seeing skeletons. Now there's a little bit of a story coming together. Now all of a sudden, think of it though, we go from it being a science project to now there's sinew, muscles. When, when there's even before the skin, even when the sinew and muscles come on it, now it's actually turning into almost a horror show. Organs come back in, heart like, comes back in. Think about this. Like in that part of the process, it's ugly. Mm-hmm. It goes from being kind of like a eh, big deal, dry dead bones, then a skeleton. Well, now it's kind of looking a little bit like a science project, but now you can see muscles. You can see sinew. You can see, like you said, organs coming in the body. The skin hasn't even come on it. Mm -hmm. We're at that process. It looks like a freak show. It looks like a horror show. And it looks like somebody got skinned alive. But we're going not backward. We're going forward. Then the skin comes on them. And now you can distinguish one skeleton from another because now you can recognize, hey, maybe that looks like Fred over there. And that looks like Jason over here. And that looks like, you know, Mary over here. And that looks like... There's skin on them. So now our emotions get involved because these are lifeless bodies, but they're bodies now. They're not skeletons. They're not just dry, dead bones. Yeah. They're people. Mm-hmm. And now it's really stirring up our emotions because we get attached to people. We can we can see that, wow, that's a life that's, that's not breathing. There's no pulse. You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, when God formed Adam. It's a simple little verse in chapter 2, but it says this, God formed Adam of the dust of the ground. And then the back end of that verse, it says, and then he breathed the breath of life into Adam, and he became a living being. Now, here's the cool thing about this. We see God forming Adam of the ground, of the dust of the ground, and he's making this amazing man making him, forms him. He's laying there on the ground, lifeless, no pulse, no heartbeat. And then suddenly God leans over and breathes the breath of life. There is this moment in the process of God being God and doing what he does. God sees the end from the beginning. (laughs) He is a creator. He's a maker. He's a builder. He is the architect. 
He sees the end from the beginning and he doesn't get discouraged or he doesn't lose heart or hope in the process. Just the same way as God told this prophet in Ezekiel 37 to speak to the dry dead bones. There comes a place, you know, Pam, when your dreams, friends, I just want you to listen to this. When your dreams are being formulated, the thing that God's given you, the healing that you're believing God for, see, God makes the vessel and then fills it. But until there's a vessel formulated, you really don't know emptiness until you've hoped against hope, until you've seen the vessel, the package formulated. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a sec. I wasn't attached just to some random dry dead bones. But now that you've made a skeleton, you've filled it with organs and sinew and you've covered it with skin, I I see a person laying there. Now all of a sudden, you're moving me emotionally. Now you're moving me. My intellect is, I'm wondering what kind of life could this person, is this a doctor? Mm -hmm. Is this a a pastor, a preacher? Is this a nurse? Is this somebody who's a, a soldier who is this? You begin asking all these questions and becoming attached to this vessel that no longer has life. But God's like smiling the whole time going, I'm in process. I'm building this dream. I'm forming it. I'm shaping it. I'm making Adam. I'm forming. I'm shaping this body, this man. And then suddenly, look at this. He breathes the breath of life. The final stage. And let me pick up and look what it says here in Ezekiel 37. And I looked and behold, there were sinews upon the bones. Flesh came upon them and skin covered them over, but there was no breath or spirit in them. That was verse 8. Then verse 9. Then said God to me, prophesy to the breath and the spirit, son of man, and say to the breath and spirit, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath and spirit, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as God commanded me, and the breath and the spirit came into the bones, and they lived, and they stood up upon their feet, an exceedingly great host. Then God said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. Man, how many times do good people go, I just feel like my hope is lost. Yeah, and where are you, God? How come you're not answering my prayer? How come I'm not seeing this is what you said? This is your promises, and you don't lie, Lord, so how come I'm not seeing it? And, you know, I think back of the scripture that I used to quote, hope deferred makes the heart sick. It's because we don't see what reality is, and you're talking about God is is moving. It's a process sometimes. Pam, it's a process. Sometimes it's a process all the time. Proverbs 24 says this, by wisdom is the house Mm -hmm. built, by understanding it's it's established, by knowledge it's filled. He doesn't say it this way, by knowledge it's filled. Filled what? There's nothing to fill. God always builds the house by understanding he establishes it. That means he hooks it all up to the sewage, to the lighting, to the electricity, to the air conditioning. It doesn't become established until he builds it. So he, by wisdom, it's built. So he says the same thing about a life. By wisdom is a life built by understanding it's established, by knowledge it's filled. God does the same thing from the beginning of time. Pam, let's go to Genesis 1 for a second. The famous verse, 1 verse 1 in Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Kaboom. There you are. There's There's the big bang. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But then look at verse 2. The earth was without form 
and empty waste and darkness was upon the face of the great deep. Other translations say it was void, it was dark, empty, a waste. I mean, think of all the things that they're saying. It had no definition, no boundaries yet, no, it didn't even seem like it was something that was good. So in verse 1, God creates the heavens and the earth, and then verse 2, the earth was formless, Mm, void. It was a waste. It was emptiness. It was darkness. Have you ever felt like that, friends? Have you ever felt like God gives you a dream, and then you sit there with your dream, and it feels void? It feels dark. But wait a sec. If it's dark, I thought God is light. (laughs) We're getting there. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light. Yes. And there was light. Mm -hmm. You see, God's always a God of process. He's always taking a lump of clay, and we look at it and go, that's just a big blob of dirt. Mm -hmm. God's like, no, it isn't. It's a masterpiece. Yes. In my heart, I hold an architectural design for that clay. It's a masterpiece that the world with all of its wealth could never afford. I'm making, you know, Ephesians 2.10 says about us, we are his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus. Wow. Wow. So no matter how dark, no matter how forsaken and wasted and void your life feels right now, friends, God Almighty is light. He is love and he is desiring to fill you. And just like James says, count it all joy when you fall in the diver's temptations. The biggest temptation is to feel forgotten and set aside. Don't feel like that. Don't believe that lie. You're not set aside. God's doing something phenomenal in your life and he's in process and he is about to fill you to the full in Jesus name. Yes. Amen. There might be some of you that are listening that you say, hey, wait, God has given me this dream. He's confirmed it in so many ways, and I'm not seeing it. But just like Stephen said, there is a process. You know, you can't have breath breathed into lungs before there's lungs formed. So God is working on our behalf to hold it, to make sure that things work properly. That's right. So I want to pray for you, for ones that have just kind of almost looked at the situation, even though God is moving, you're kind of looking at it and almost looks more ugly than it did months ago or years ago, but God is moving. So you want to be at the right place at the right time with the right atmosphere, with the right mindset. Say with me, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And I am led by you, Holy Spirit. And I'm led by you, Holy Spirit. I believe you, Father God. 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 And I enjoy the process. And I enjoy the process. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We bless you today. May joy, peace rise up in your heart. I know God wants to crown you with His joy today, infuse you with His joy today, where you're overflowing. So you can really overflow that joy on others. And they'll say, hey, I want what they've got. We bless you today. Remember to go on our website. A lot of exciting new events coming up, conferences. Watch for those. We might be coming to a city near you. Also exciting full-length classes that you can take online. So we love you so much. And just remember, you are born to win. Thanks for listening to Stephen and Pam Marshall. To receive more information or more teaching, go to www.stephenandpam.com. Stephen and Pam Ministries is a 501c3 charitable organization, and your gift helps us to take this message to 1,000 communities worldwide. 